What's up, everybody? Welcome to A Woman's Playground. I'm Nikki Panash. I'm Gwen Smitten. And I'm Raina Mocha. And we are super excited to have you guys back on the playground. We've missed you. Welcome back to episode six. It's lit, sexy six. Um, we just want to remind you guys to like, comment, and subscribe to our iTunes Sound and SoundCloud. Also, follow us on all of our social medias on IG at A Woman's Playground and write into awppodcast at gmail.com. So, ladies, how have your week? How's your week been? My week's been fine. Um, I've just been, you know, working, getting it in, relaxing, had a self-care moment, a self, what is it, self-care day? Yeah. And, um... Pampers Friday. Yeah, and I'm happy that it's Friday. Hey. (laughs) Same. My week has been very busy. Nothing's, um... Nothing super changing. It's just busy. The only thing disappointing about my week is that I found out that Michael B. Jordan has a girlfriend. So, yeah, I had to get rid of him. Are you sure about that? Yes. Yes, I'm sure. I had to I had to find her on Instagram. And I was like, um, he liked the picture and he put googly eyes underneath it. <laughs> oh, and I was like, oh, okay, so this is what we doing now. So we, me and him are divorced. Um, I had to let him go. But I'm super happy to have you guys back on the playground. What are you guys sipping on? We are having a little rosé tonight with raspberries. Oh, yeah. Fresh. I'm the oddball out because I have a Riesling, like, and raspberries also. So I'm, well, I'm drinking rosé and not a red, so this is, this that's is new, new for me <laughs> as well. But let's hop right into the episode, guys, because I couldn't wait to talk about y'all's fave, Kanye West. Mr. West is in the building. So Kanye has been in the news uh, for the past couple of weeks. Nothing good. Um, He's been making a lot of random statements, a few like Make America Great Again hat with Donald Trump signature on it. He calls himself redefining it similarly to how we redefine the word, the N word. Um, He also said that he would have voted for Trump. And that Barack Obama didn't do anything for black people. We all remember his statement that George Bush doesn't care about black people. So that's kind of interesting that he would say both of those. But the um, the comment that really had people riled up was the TMZ comment where he was like, 400 years of slavery sounded like a choice. Um, and then somebody at TMZ had to get him together. So I really want to hear you guys' opinion on, well, first, did you all see these incidents? And then, like, what are your thoughts? What are your, what do you think the effects of Kanye making these statements are? I, so I didn't watch the full video of him on the interview at TMZ. I Mm -hmm. saw enough of it. And then... I follow Kanye on Twitter, so I saw his live tweets. Like, I right. saw everything he was saying, and then, I mean, you could... I don't know how people could miss it in the first place, because before he said what he said, he was just, you know, just saying random things. And people are... People have patterns, right? So it's not as if... I feel like initially people were like, oh, Kanye's back. Right now, there's a whole lot of music coming out, so people mm-hmm. were super excited, about him speaking and right. even in everything that he was saying, like Cuddy, Nas, all these things coming out. But like Kanye does, it ended in, you know, kind of a tailspin, which ended up with him saying the comments that he did. So I Kanye just, I halfway pay attention to him and I halfway don't pay attention to him. I think mm-hmm. that's the thing. If he wants to be a Republican 
Whatever. Right. I don't care. I mean, I really just don't care because why do, why do I have to care about how Kanye votes? It's not, no one forgot him showing up at the White House, you know, right after Trump was elected or right before, mm-hmm. like right before everybody was voting, I think. I can't remember what time. I think it was, it was right after, right after he, he was elected. And, you know, he he really did feel some type of way about Obama. He, you know, Obama called him a jackass. Like, he's been, mm-hmm. you know, feeling like the odd guy out for a long time. And I think that's why he decided to connect where he decided to connect. It's none of my business. And I just would rather... I think there's so much commentary on Kanye because of how we have looked to Kanye as, right. like, an artist. And uh, just the way he has always commented on you know, black issues in life. But, I mean, that's what we get for idolizing a person, right? Exactly. He's only a person. What about you, Nikki Panache? What are your thoughts? So, um, a few things. I wanted to talk about um, the diaspora and then the 400, the number 400. And okay. then also the, um, the seemingly caste system. So I believe it was 1619. Oh, 1619. 1619. So 1619 plus 400 years leads us to now. That's 2019. So when he said 400 years, he didn't mean like, oh, uh, 400 years was the, it encapsulates the 200 years of slavery. Then it also encapsulates the 200 years post-slavery, which is now. So what he meant by that was that in the beginning, there was a choice because our people in Africa or our ancestors sold us. They chose to sell, sell Africans um, into the, the diaspora. So and they were that was, huh? Okay. And, not in, in, what did I say it was? No, 1619. No. So, like, that was, they were exported here. That's when slavery began. That's when colonization began in America. And that, you can fact check that. So then 1619 plus 400 years, that would be now okay. or a year before gotcha. 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's, that's what I would have to say about that. What he's saying is that, okay, it's, not, it's definitely not a choice when you're uh, I'm high off of caffeine. It's not a choice when you are like born into slavery or born into a caste system. So if you can think about a caste system when people are like born into like pe- um, peasantry or born into royalty, like, mm-hmm. okay, that's not a choice. But in the beginning, there was a choice. And then throughout the 200 to 200 years, you can either choose to be a slave or you can choose death, right? You do, but people chose for us to like their bloodline to survive so they just kind of endured whatever it was now were we outnumbered sure so I get that that's a valid point that people are upset about does it really pertain to the 200 years but then after 200 years he's saying like what we're enslaved to now is like material things propaganda the news the media and all these other things that these ideas like we're not even like independent business owners for the most part our people aren't um, we're just like starting to own businesses starting to get out of this corporate slave mentality so I think that's what he really meant but the shocker like whenever somebody says something shocking it's like I just need to get your attention and then let me embed these messages and what I'm trying to show you and some people will hear it and some people won't okay um so that 
Now, okay, no. really quick before you move on to your next topic, because I'm gonna nicely disagree oh, with that no, with the 400 years. I know you're already disagree, but okay. hold on, let me just. Finish. I'm not disagreeing with like everything. I'm just, okay. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna talk you about have the to, like choose to get out of corporate America. Well, but like I, the ideas are different. It's like we, I mean, that's a fact that the West Africans sold us into slavery. Well, I'm not. That's I, a fact. I'm listen. I'm talking about like the timeline of like what was said. I'm just listening. I'm not trying to okay. speculate what he said or what he meant by what he said. It's more so of the effects of what he said. Now, I listened to the interview he did with Charlemagne, and I was very pro Kanye West. I understood his mindset. Yeah. Listening to that interview, Kanye said that he was a, in a state of mind of being and wanting to be a free thinker yeah. and be free of thought. And I understand that, and I respect that. I think that people should be able to think what they want to think right. and feel how they want to feel. And literally, I went on like a rant on Instagram, and I was just like, and we can't, like Kai, like Kai said, we can't put expectations on Kanye. He's a person. We can't idolize him. Right. And he's allowed to have his views and his opinion. And he said what he said. And in the words of NeNe Leaks, I said what I said. And that's facts. Say, say what you want to say, Kanye. I'm with that and I understand that now when he said 400 years of slavery sounds like a choice minus like the time period or when slavery started to me the effects of what he said slavery being a choice okay if our yes our ancestors sold us into slavery but we have to put the, the choice aspect on the people who actually inflicted slavery for for those number of years the the white slave owners who create who continuously made slavery go on and on. And it didn't slop at slavery. We are literally still feeling the effects of slavery. Think about it. We are 400 years behind. You are behind because slavery, they prevented you from being able to read. They prevented you from being able to go to school. You know, and they, it was always a rebellion. We had the Underground Railroad. People were always rebelling. Nat, Nat Turner rebelled. The, 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 what, the Civil Rights Movement was a rebellion. Like, slavery wasn't abolished until 1865. Okay. Hundreds of years of getting catching up on education. Think about if your ancestors had learned how to read earlier, if you was on an equal playing ground, if they were able to go to college at the same time Sorry, white people I think were to college. I'm confused about what you're trying to like okay. In my so, mind like are you upset? I just have a question about like are you like are you saying you don't agree with the four hundred years I'm of not, the slave or you don't I'm not disagreeing. Are you more concerned with the effects of what he said? Like Yeah, what I'm more concerned you, about the effects. Okay, of, okay, I don't I'm not, not you don't care a, about No, the I don't care about what he said. He's allowed to say like I said, okay. he's a free thinker Kanye said over and over again, I'm a free thinker. He's allowed to feel how he feels. I Absolutely. think he really means what he says. And here's my thing. When he, um, when he was talking about, when you said, like, where black people are, don't have our own businesses and stuff right. like that, there was a time where we did. Call, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Segregation. Right. Okay. Segregation is when everyone had their own communities. Like, right. black people were very, very happy right. being in their own communities. We had our stores. We had our and they burnt black that community Wall Street. In Tulsa. We had everything that we had. And then integration is what like started making to me it's what assimilation was, it's assimilation integration started blending everything together now that's how we ended up at the you know America that we're here today our neighbors are our neighbors mm. our households are blended and everything like that so there was a there is a a distinct gap between black like black owned businesses and everything like that then when integration happened and assimilation, and then these are the residual effects of that. Like, I grew up my whole life hearing you need to buy black, you need to invest in black, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. The narrative, and it could be just because of social media, it could be because going to college and hearing this and being around it, but 
you didn't hear that in a, in large volumes. And I'm thinking that it's because we didn't have Facebook, Twitter, like MySpace. You didn't have like forums because we are on a social media forum right. now where you're hearing someone from, you know, someplace in California, someplace in Minneapolis, one place, you know, up in Maine, you're hearing voices from all over the country and people are all collectively saying like, let's reinvest in ourselves. But what you're, but what really matters is what you were doing in your own localized community. So to me, I don't, I don't follow Kanye's rhetoric per se because he's saying it's a choice well just because he just had an epiphany doesn't mean that people weren't doing what he was saying before he's just he's just stating it i don't think they were doing it in large numbers that is the point that we're getting at that even though we had black wall street in tulsa in 1921 that that was just in tulsa oklahoma like there are other states that were formed at that time well i'm not even getting at that point i get that but what i'm saying is that we didn't have enough black owned businesses even if it was burned down, we still didn't have enough of a rising afterwards where we were just opening up black businesses exponentially or at an exponential rate. There was like a decline. See, I think we did. But but not as in comparison to other um, groups of races. Well, that's because so they made it difficult. I'm, they okay. gave the loans from the businesses and I'm, they still make it difficult. Okay, they may still make it difficult, but the point is besides whatever is like changing the climate or controlling the climate, the, the numbers is what I'm talking about. It's like we didn't have enough businesses. We didn't have a lot, enough black ownership then. We didn't have enough um, corporate, you know, corporate family businesses or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that happened in 1921, but there was a large decline. We had um, several things happen in the economy. So there are all kinds of different factors that um, affected black people opening up black businesses. Integration. Right. Right. But the the fact remains we didn't have enough of them. But we're still feeling the effects of slavery. Of so course we are. what the white people did, it's, what Kanye said is they ran with it. Donald Trump was all on the media talking about some Kanye gets it. All of the white news medias were talking about a black rapper that, saying Kanye understands. And to them it was like, okay, I, he gets it, so all of you guys should fall in line. But we're more concerned about the propaganda. I mean, so many things that people, the news media outlet um, reports is not accurate or it's taken out of context or it's interpreted wrongly. Right. So what I'm saying is, even though, like, they took it and they ran with it, please don't. <laughs> they took it and they ran with it. Like, that doesn't mean that what they're, how they interpreted was the accuracy of it all. I mean, even Charmaine right. gets on the phone with TMZ and says that, um, that when he he knows what Kanye is talking about because he's had several conversations with him, he's able to build the context around the statements that he's made. Right. But America took the comments or whatever and misinterpreted those comments and turned it into whatever they whatever they wanted it to be. So I think a lot of times we have to learn to think for ourselves. Yes, That's what the free thinking right. thing is about. Think for- and then also see that the facts are what they are. Like we don't have enough black owned businesses for whatever reason. And even though it was a decline, there was a, p- a point where they weren't even like trying, like we weren't even trying enough as a whole, as a community to open up our businesses because we were discouraged by what happened to us in the past, whether it be slavery, well, so even with Kanye's crow laws or anything Right, like but that. even with Kanye's comments, if he's saying, like, I'm, I'm just confused See, when he's yeah. saying we're not... It's not a... I just don't think what he's saying is some... About the businesses. I, just, I think... For me, what, to me, where the misconnect is with Kanye's statement is, done. like, for me, 
the misconnect with Kanye's statement is I just took it as the fact that I'm just done with Kanye because I don't think he understands the effect of it. I don't think I can relate to Kanye anymore because I can't relate to somebody who says Barack Obama didn't do anything for black people. This is just me personally. I can't relate to somebody who says 400 years of slavery was a choice. I don't think that Kanye's perspective and my perspectives are different. Me and Kanye are living in two different worlds. Kanye is living in white America as a fashion designer. I'm living in black America as a black woman uh, in America. And then the, we are, I think we are still, we are definitely still feeling the effects of slavery. Uh, absolutely. And that's, my only thing is when I tell you, like, I, I'm under, I heard Kanye, but I'm still trying to understand what exactly he, his point was in making that comment. Because he, he's acting as if people have not been free thinking and being like, we need to reinvest in ourselves and stuff like that. Every, you're, every single day you wake up is a choice so right. okay thank you we know that like so when you're talking about you specifically your highlighter phrase was slavery mm-hmm. was a choice was obviously to get everybody's attention kind right. of doesn't even have to say stuff like that for people to be to look at him all he has to do is start saying make today a better day and it, there is you know 150,000 like you know retweets and stuff like that I just don't find what he's saying relevant I didn't think right. it really meant anything and I don't think he he's stemming all like he's created all these conversations but like about what well he's creating conversations in our community that need to be had like what do we need to do to rectify us being a, a behind 200 years or 40 years or whatever common um, been talking about that well but what I'm saying is it's now is more of a conversation in light of the Trump administration more in light of because a lot of times as he aligns himself with them no he's not aligning himself I don't know what he's doing as far as that I think everything has shock value if he says oh um, slavery went on for four years and it was a, uh, a choice well that's more stuff or shock value there's more of a shock value there and an impactful one that would allow for people to get like okay up in a rage and let's talk about this and what is he talking about let's dissect these different things I mean he said a lot of other things that were very um, important and significant in his interview with TMZ including his um, the teacher telling his daughter that he was that the daughter was black and his mom, her mom was white. Like that was another thing that we overlooked. Like, okay, what did he mean by that? Well, a white when a white person tells you that you're black, it means something different than a black person telling you that you're black. I mean, there were different messages there, and I felt like the 400 uh, years of slavery was a choice. That was just the onset of a bunch of a series of messages to follow that we overlooked. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, look, I'm not against Kanye. I, I'm not think, against anybody who's for Kanye. For me personally, Kanye died I mean, for me on May 2nd, and that's it. I don't have an interest in listening to the album just because I don't think that I would, I wouldn't gain anything from listening to somebody with that type of perspective. Somebody who would say that there are things happening, a, a young kid was just harassed by police officers at Waffle House a woman was her blouse was like taken off and she was harassed for frivolous things why people are calling the police because as a black person when somebody looks at you they honestly have an opinion about you before you even open your mouth and to say that these people are no longer racist and for you to say that slavery was a choice is like saying being black and being Did poor and a maker no longer racist no, 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 I don't he, remember him no, saying he that not, no he didn't say so that they weren't that's not relevant you, well, even oh, though those things are happening I think what we have to be concerned about is the sheep are the people who cannot think for themselves. I think what he said was reckless, but I think it's for people who can actually think beyond what he's saying and read between the lines. 
an I can think set, for okay, between what he's what, saying. I'm not trying to decipher what, what he was saying. Slavery, well, it so wasn't, but he. By that? I'm not. I it's don't just care not a new thought. Me. It's just not a new thought it's for me, and that's the only reason why. I don't think it's a new thought at all because I think that plenty of black leaders um, who aren't even who are aren't even celebrities. Who, yeah, I'm talking about everyday people. I'm but not, there are not Durain, a lot of black Mick leaders McKinson. in our communities and everyday people. Like if we go into common we can't is find, a leader. Yes. Common is not somebody who's like living I'm off not, of West Boulevard. But That's I'm not what I'm saying I, we're talking about the masses of black people, not yes. your colleagues, not your peers. We're talking about the people, people who are out there. Right. But I'm not saying, right. I'm, I'm saying it's John not a new Doe thought. Is not a leader in black community. They're not. And that's why they follow that's their the, leadership. They, that's why they follow the leadership in their community, their in their communities. I th- I just don't think it's a new thought. And I'm not even talking about the celebrities. I am talking about your local heroes and sheroes and people like your youth center like director and stuff like that who is lifting up black girls and black boys and brown children. Like those people sure, do, are doing that all out, across the country. But those people are still outnumbered by the greater community of black people. Period. Well, we're because outnumbered because they killed us. They hung us in in Jim. Crow. They put cracks about, in our neighborhoods, which killed us. The ratio of people going to school and people not going to school, and people who haven't um, want to go out here and make be revolutionary and make a way and do different things for our community. Those people are still outnumbered by the greater. Um, population of but our you're community. saying it That's like it's I'm saying. easy so it's like, and I'm it wasn't saying easy that it's easy I'm saying these are the facts I'm not blaming I'm not saying like oh this is this is our fucking fault I'm not saying that I'm not saying by like, saying it's a choice is like saying it's but our fault the choices where I'm saying are one when we were sold into slavery two being being born into slavery is not a choice it just happens right because we were breeded that's one. Two, they voluntarily had sex so they had children while they were slaves so they were born to slavery. And they were but raped. Thirdly, and they were raped, sure. And then thirdly, the choice becomes, okay, well, now that slavery has been abolished, okay, what do we do now? Do we still walk around with a slave mentality? Well, when what somebody is feeding you, to? clothing you, beating you, raping you, you are can't even get doing that after but slavery? Were That's you there? The, it was hard to be... slavery the last but you years. Like the day they abolished slavery in 1865, like the next day you were free to walk off that plantation. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that it's all been a, but it's all the thing has all been a progress though. Like it's all been a like it's a continuum, right? And that's why that's why there was a whole ass black family in the White House for two consecutive terms. So it does matter. Like it's not like it's not like there hasn't been a full jump since the beginning the first day of slavery. I know, but what I'm I'm saying saying is I don't think I get tired of like celebrities and stuff like that like they're using their platform and I think that's maybe what Kanye was doing great you said what you had to say but it is not a new thought black people are trying to progress all across this country, people and other ethnic minorities are. are trying to progress Nobody's all across right. this country. That they're not trying to so progress. So my thing is, like, I just think Kanye wanted attention like he always does. And he got and he it. Did, and he got it. And we're having a conversation about yeah. it. And for but me, the, me and Kanye are done. And I don't care. You, I stand for Kanye. Stand for Kanye. I'm done with Kanye. He died on May, 20, on May 2nd. And that's just it. So moving on, because Kanye got it lit. Donald Glover. He dropped a This Is America video. Uh, If you know Donald Glover, he is the person who created Atlanta. Uh, He did the Awaken My Love album, which featured the Redbone Stay Woke song. 
and he's just been known to be like authentically black and Childish you know Gambino. really yeah that's his rap name Childish Gambino but like he's been known to be like authentically black and speak about you know black issues and the this is america sparked a lot of questions because it was just like so many different uh symbolisms in it like he like killed a whole choir which was supposed to symbolize um you know the choir in charleston be well the charleston massacre shooting so did you guys have an opportunity to see the out uh the video mm-hmm. i saw the video Thoughts? um and so me, me and one of my friends were we were talking about uh, the video the other day because I was like, oh, like I didn't see a problem with Donald Glover's video. Like Childish was calling Childish Gambino, yeah, no. and um, I, I mean, I just don't find a problem with it. He's talking about the climate of America right now, and he did it in a creative. Um, way mm-hmm. you know he's showing images it's a video so right. I mean we can we'll get into like the weeds of why people do or don't like it but just from the offset I was like okay yeah like there's a lot of there's police brutality in the, in these states there right. are there are children throughout this nation that aren't receiving the type of education and just basic necessities food clothing you know, water, flint, you know, right. like there's, there are plenty of things happening. And then I liked the whole dancing aspect of the whole video. Yeah. I don't even watch videos anymore. I literally only saw this because it was on my timeline. But I, I mean, I was like, I like that. I, I thought it, it was a, the, the funny thing about him is he doesn't explain his art. He wants you to interpret it. Like and he, creative. Right. And he was like, I can't, he, he hasn't made a comment on it. A lot of people have made a comment on it. What was your thoughts, Nikki Panash? I mean, I loved it. I think um, all of his cinematography, all the visuals, all of the um, theatrics that he used um, were amazing. They got his point across. Um, I love the way he um, he went in there, like in this one, like it looks like a large um, compound, like auditorium, yeah. mm-hmm. but there's like different rooms or whatever. But I love like how he shot up like the gospel choir and then they put the gun in a towel. Like they're always putting this gun in a towel, like how we take care of our second amendment, but we don't take care of our people. Right. I think that was the most important or most valued um, point there. Um also, I think that they deal with a little bit of immigration and also conditioning our children, the um, children in America, to talk a certain way, to do drugs, to dance a certain way, to kind of become enslaved to this mentality of like, follow me, I'm an artist, and I'm saying like toxic bullshit that you should be doing, but it's not really good for you or our community. Right, it definitely sparked yeah. a lot of good conversation. I thought it sparked great conversation because I, I think at the, the end of the day, you need to realize like Childish Gambino is a creative. Like he's he directs, he writes, he he composes. So there are a lot of things, and he's weird, y'all. Like he's yeah, weird. He's, he's always been that way. I actually looked up a 2014 interview he did with the Breakfast Club, and he was like sitting there with like holes in his sweater. And I found it really interesting that the Breakfast Club like re-aired it, like they put it back up from like 2014. So one of the questions that was circulating on the internet after you know everybody was trying to talk about the video was you know can you be pro-black and date outside your race? So a lot of people brought up this 
this situation with uh, Childish Gambino. Um, his his partner is white, and you know he talks about pro black things. Um, I actually one of my friends posted on Instagram. He did like a poll. Um, and he posed the question to his his followers. He said it was like 250 votes. Um, 74% said, yes, you can be pro-black and date outside your race. And then there was a small 26% that said no. So what are your thoughts on that? I don't see like how that's even um, relevant to right. his um, social and political views. Like right. that seems to me to be awkward, weird, and off key. Um, you, whoever your soul connects to, that's one thing. And then whatever you think about the social political climate in America is a different thing. Right. So for people to bring that up, I think that they keep missing the message, keep missing the point because they're focused on the wrong things as usual. Right. And for me, I mean, I'm in an interracial relationship and like in my mind, I've always I've, I've seen and I've heard many, many times of people posing that question. Right. And it's confused me because I'm like, what does my experience as a black woman matter to anyone else besides myself and the narrative of other black women? Right. And I'm, I cannot take off being black and I can't take off being a woman. Mm-hmm. And so my my whole experience before, during, and after meeting my fiance, who's half white and half Native American, he's um, the, his Native American tribe is Lumbee, and it's native to North Carolina. But what does that have to do with how Anything, I support my right. community and how I how I live my life as a black woman. I definitely agree with the both of you guys. I I definitely said that it doesn't have anything to do with who you love and like how you identify as two different things. I definitely think when you go out to the into the world, when he leaves out of his door, he's considered a black man and he's still going to face everything that an individual black man would face despite who his partner is. I mean, Childish Gambino is from Stone Mountain, Georgia, so he has seen like tons of races in his in his day and time. And I don't think that that negates the fact that he can speak about those situations that he has endured as a black man in America. So I definitely, you know, of course, the higher, you know, 74%, so clearly, but then there are people out of there out there who are, I don't want to say small-minded because everybody's entitled to their no, opinion. No, but they're very adamant about their opinions right. on what, like, and I... I want to I want to hear more from them because I'm really trying to figure out where they draw the connection um, other than the, other than seeing Donald Glover, a black man with a white woman, his partner's white. Yes. Okay. And then that partnership right there is steeped deep into uh, the American history because black men were once persecuted for that. You know what I mean? It's not right. like I understand where it comes from. I just want to know how going like in today's climate in today's world what that actually has to do with his actual lived experience he's been on this earth for what how is he 30 i don't know how old he is i didn't even know i didn't even i didn't know anything about donna glover's life i mean he was married yeah this just randomly came out like after the video came out i guess everybody you know there's those internet trolls that are just gonna go you know straight in on something like that Mm -hmm. but i i personally definitely agree with you guys like you don't have to be or date somebody inside your race to be considered like pro-black it doesn't change your experience or anything like that so that's that so wrapping up the culture sex, uh, segment, if you guys want to write into us and tell us what are your thoughts, do you think that dating outside your race affects you being pro-black? 
um, or, or if you have or, or right pro your ethnic group, whatever your ethnic group is, or if you have any thoughts on Mr. West, you can write in as well. So moving on to women in sports. The WNBA preseason is going on, so, you know, check that out, as well as the season starting May 20th. Um, I also want to give a shout-out to NBC. They did a segment on women in sports, and not just women, like, who play sports, but they identify women all throughout sports, women in locker rooms. Like, they were talking about the women in the NBA locker rooms, the reporters and things of that nature, and how they are breaking the glass ceiling in their individual fields. Because, of course, there aren't a lot of women in sports because of the the idea is that women don't understand sport or we aren't passionate about it or that we makes can't absolutely no right sense. we can't com- be do commentary on a on an NBA game or NFL game and they're definitely breaking ceilings you know we have an assistant women's coach with the San Antonio Spurs so they're making leeways and leaps in sports so definitely want to shout out all those women I'm really passionate about that type of stuff I want to um, piggyback off of that because in my mind I think of like okay. I know how people feel about watching women's like women's sports mm-hmm. regardless. My problem with that is as long as we're very aware how the media pushes everything right. and how everything is crafted very very meticulously underneath a patriarchal system. Right. Of course, male sports are going to be like it's been ingrained. It's what you've seen. Like mm-hmm. it's what started. So right. of course, if people would be less interested, like the interest doesn't lie. A, a father and a mother going to watch their daughter play volleyball, soccer, basketball, right? Powder puff a ball, you know, whatever. Like the, it's not as if they're. They love seeing their child play. Right. They get just as into it as they would if it was their son or or how you know people love. I love watching girls play sports. It's the problem is is when it gets to a level where you're, you want to pay somebody, and that's where people have. That's where it gets very okay. Well, we're just gonna let the boys go, and I mm. think that's where the focus when it comes to like women's sports where the where it diverges, and that's done purposefully. And it's mm-hmm. done by the media because, Definitely. like, I don't care what y'all say. A girl will punch another girl in the face. It'll be just as entertaining as if you saw them scuffling weekly, okay? Because they they don't even do anything in the NBA anymore, right? Because everybody's scared about getting fined up or yeah. fined and stuff like that or thrown out of the game. So like, let's just be very clear who is controlling what is quote unquote like interesting to watch right right that's and not to mention women are behind in sports like we didn't start playing sports until years later like the WNBA wasn't started until the 90s or anything like that so and basketball have been happening for years so they are playing you know catch up somewhat but if we give the women's sport the same love we you know get behind it shall rise but we are going to take a quick break and we will be right back What's up, everybody? It's Nikki Panache. Thank you for tuning in to A Woman's Playground. Webster defines genius as exceptionally creative or intelligent. I feel like that's the rising thought in our community in spite of the Trump administration today. Why don't you head on over to NikkiPanache.com to see what genius things I've done to the website and how they relate to you. Thank you for tuning in again. So in this segment, we're talking about um, eradicating sexual abuse from our playlist. Uh, And what prompted this discussion was on May 10th, 2018, 
yesterday. Um, in light of the Me Too movement, um, Spotify removed music artist R. Kelly, and I guess his name is Extension or something, from their official promotional playlist in light of their newly implemented policy, No Hateful Conduct in Content. So basically, Spotify playlist editors will remove artists with questionable character from promotional playlists and refuse to recommend them to listeners when their conduct does not reflect the Spotify's values. Um, total, it's totally legal because this is a private company, and um, they want to hold singles res- singers responsible for their actions outside of their music. So... R. Kelly has surprisingly survived many decades of allegations of sexual misconduct against girls and young women, with the most serious being the child pornography case of 2008. Um, He was then acquitted from 14 counts of child pornography when the witness failed to appear to testify and after 12 people identified her in the video. So basically they were just saying that he was acquitted because the people couldn't identify her as a child being, well, identify the person, but then also identify her, um, the person as being underage in the video because they didn't know who, who it was. But there were 12 people who actually identified her and said, this is the person. Um, but because she didn't appear, she, he was acquitted. Uh, Extension was recently accused of battery, false imprisonment, and witness tampering. So this is why Spotify has removed both artists from promotional playlists and then like recommending their music to their listeners. So the reactions and questions. um, So one thing is happening or will happen. R. Kelly has one tour date in Greensboro, North Carolina. This is a home to over nine colleges, including North Carolina A&T, UNCG, Guilford College, um, Bennett College, which is an all-women's college, Elon Universities, and many others. Some community leaders are threatening to protest the day of outside of Greensboro Coliseum Complex. So my question is... Does R. Kelly's only tour date in Greensboro, North Carolina, seem intentional, knowing that from his survivors' testimonies, he's u- he uses his concerts to lure, to lure and meet women to join his cult sex lifestyle? Thoughts? Um, I think it's interesting. When you sent this, I was like, that is interesting that he would go to the city in North Carolina that does have the most colleges. Um, and the facts that he has, you know potentially used his concert to lure women into it. Um, I think that uh, the fact that he only has one tour date is interesting. I'm totally behind Spotify in the whole mute R. Kelly movement. Ava DuVernay presented it on Twitter. Um, I have already muted R. Kelly. Like, I've already deleted all his music as long, along with Chris Brown. Did that a long time ago. But uh, I definitely think it's dope that... Not dope, because that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But... Like, I, I, I think that we should mute R. Kelly. Uh, if it's intentional, I can't speculate as to what he intends, but I think it's definitely interesting, and people should definitely be taking note of it. Are people going to still go? Yes, because people are weird. <laughs> people are weird. People are I, That's literally, I thought about that before we even came up here. I was like, you know what? People are so strange. People are going to go. Right. So, are, you, are you, I don't want to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we should be muting all, all of, of these them. men. Right. I mean, I'm thinking, I'm still really confused as to why the um, 
what do you call it? Hollywood is has gotten real quiet after Me Too and Time's Up as far as I'm sure on the ground it probably hasn't, but what's up with Harvey Weinstein? What's up with mm-hmm. Louis C.K.? What's up with all of these men who have done some of the ridiculous things? And I'm like, why are we not like y'all know like for me like mute them all right take them all off like mm-hmm. it's it's again it's a it's a unified front that stops all this stuff so obviously absolutely mute r kelly and then can we get some more charges on him and can we have another trial and can it go through but i also want to see i want to see all these guys like justice needs to be served mm-hmm. for the women and men who have been subjected to their sexual harassment, assault, molestation, rape, like just everything that mm-hmm. people have endured underneath these men of power. And I mean, it seems like people are starting to be less afraid of standing up to them people right. in their circle. Right. Because fans and stuff, we can do whatever we want to do, but obviously there's still people that are going to go support them. But also, the people around them, are they are they deciding to be done you know that's a good point you only have so much momentum as like the people who are supporting you right and so yeah i mean absolutely like mute them all um as far as um his only tour day being in greensboro and, and if it's intentional to me it just seems like more than a coincidence i believe that there's something to it um obviously the greensboro coliseum complex they're not um there is, they can't pretend to not know what's going on. Right. They're fully aware of what's going on with R. Kelly's behavior, his misconduct, um, all the allegations he's had against him, this whole allegation that he has cult sex or a cult lifestyle with where he's housing women, he's grooming them, which is uh, more of like a pimping um, human trafficking term. Um, where Thank he you. Is, <laughs> Did y'all yeah. hear that? Yeah, so he's <laughs> grooming them and then he's also um and then and then he's also just keeping them there. So after they're conditioned to think a certain way to be, I guess, his sex servants or sex slaves and live in these um, undisclosed locations, he they are not speaking out. Nobody is really um, don't saying much. Huh? Excuse me? Like, you know how, like, they, even well, when their family... have gotten out, like... But when they talk to their families, a lot of them have been like, no, leave me alone, I'm fine, right? Absolutely, but that's a part of grooming and conditioning. Right. That's what, that, what, that is what comes along with cult anything, whether it's true. religion or cultless sex lifestyle or anything like that. So it's part of the process. Um, so even though these women are like, don't leave me alone, I'm sure they've been programmed to um, say that and also to feel like they don't need any assistance, whether it be from their families or from, like, um, help assistance programs. Um, the other thing is Christy, I think her name is Kitty Jones. Um, she um, talked about her relationship with R. Kelly and how she met him in Texas. Um, she didn't go to the concert or something, but she said that she met him at Fat Daddy's in Mansfield, Texas, um, which was a local nightclub. Um and oh, are we still recording? Are we still doing that? Yes. Oh, can you give me a moment to get through my point? I mean, I can't do both, honey. <laughs> so um, anyway, she had met him at the club, and she was not. Um, she was like, and she was enthusiastic to meet him. Um, she said their connection happened right away. That he had began texting her right away, 
and um, he seemed very intentional about making their meeting a little bit more solidified because he had invited her to the next tour date. So with that being said, like I feel like it is intentional. I feel like these people cannot put their hands, their heads in the sand and ignore what's going on with R. Kelly and his misconduct and all the allegations against him. And I think that they should do something about it. I think they should cancel the tour date. And um, I feel like they are condoning his behavior. I definitely agree. By not canceling it, they do sound like they are condoning it. Um, but like I said, people are weird. People have still been going to all Kelly concerts. Uh, so he's obviously still making money. I'm glad Spotify pulled it because it'll affect him being able to get royalties and stuff off of that. So it'll affect his money. Um, but as far as the women being in the cult, that's unfortunate too. But R. Kelly has been doing this. He's been doing this since the test of time. He started off with Aaliyah, you know, marrying somebody who's underage, and the fact that he didn't get locked up for that. Um, and it's it's so so weird because he has daughters these girls' ages. Like like somebody said the other day, so I'm, I'm surprised R. Kelly didn't get his ass kicked. Like where is your daddy, your uncles, and all of them? Like but that's like it's like. Um... <laughs> What Denise was saying, like, that is how, like, He's people continuing. manipulate. Mm-hmm. It's the cult nature. It's it's weird, but it's how. Right. He, it's very strategic. Like, they don't, he's not just randomly choosing, you know, like, just that girl. Right, yeah. He has a type. He has a background type. Right. And, and it's, and I know people are like, how is this happening? But no, like, it, it, it's, it will happen all the time. It's yeah. like, R. Kelly is in the limelight, but. There are people in cults, like your neighbors, like there are people in like very strange, very, you know, deprived like situations every Mm -hmm. day because they're being manipulated by someone in their life. Like the control factor is real. And unfortunately, you I mean, people want to say like, get out, get out, get out. But we all know that that is a very sensitive difficult and dangerous thing for a woman or man to do like if someone wants you in their space enough they are going to make it very 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 difficult for you to get out and so it's barbaric sounding but it's not surprising and I have to agree like I mean like the Greensboro College system knows what they're doing they're not oblivious to what's happening yeah and he has a whole like system like there are people who are guarding the homes there are people who are managing the girls um Showing, you know, telling them when to eat, what to do, what to wear, when to go to the bathroom, etc. And then also like training them to um, be his sex slaves. So that's like a part of the cult. Those are the allegations from, or those are from the testimonies from the survivors thus far. It's all in the news. And so check that out. And um, so moving on with Extension, his rep um, questions if Spotify will remove the following artists from their promotional playlist. And then also from um, will they start uh, or stop recommending these artists from uh, recommending these artists to their listeners. So the following artists are Gene Simmons, James Brown, Seal, Nick Carter, Miguel and others. So my question is, do any of these deserve to be removed? Why or why not? Why or why not? I picked a few to discuss. So Gene Simmons. I think it was in 2017. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Gene Simmons in November 2017 was accused of making unwarranted sexual advances 
during an on-camera interview at the San Manuel Casino location of his Rock and Brew restaurant. Um, basically, what he did was ask the girl, well, he didn't even ask her. He forcefully put, placed her hand on his knee, and he kept it there, and she just kind of snatched it back. And then he tried to go for her hand again, and she wasn't having it. And then I guess as she was walking away from the interview, he grabbed her butt, mm. and um, and I think that was it. So... The, the problem, well, the question here is like, does he deserve to be removed from any of these promotional playlists and from um, being recommended to listeners because of his conduct? I think all pervs are created equal and they all need to get going. <laughs> um, if, you've, if you've done something or, you know, domestic violence against women, we should hold all of them equally accountable. Um, I think the heat was on Spotify. Spotify thought that they could make an example of R. Kelly. He, you know, his his situation is, you know, bigger or more, I don't know, not necessarily more recent, but they do have a tendency to make an example out of, I don't want to say out of African-American men, but they're making an example out of Bill Cosby right now so they made our example out of R. Kelly I don't really know who Gene Simmons is um like I've never heard of him oh he's from the Kiss band. I'm not it's he's like from where world renowned Kiss bands of rock and roll band uh, I mean I know who Kiss is but yeah, I don't know he's, their he's is the lead singer yeah I didn't know their individual names I'm not a rock and roll fan girl so, it is fine but yeah. I, was like, I did not know <laughs> I, that didn't, she did not know. I did not know who you that know was that no I did oh. I didn't know that she didn't know no I don't I'm not you know a, a huge Kiss fan I know Ooh. who they are but I didn't know who, who he was and I'm pretty sure you know but if he has done those things he definitely deserves to be removed all, yes created equal move them all you don't even I mean like I don't even really want to respond because you can drag them all mm-hmm. well seal so basically he was saying the the neighbor his former neighbor she's an actress her name is Tracy Birdsall um, she went over to Seal's home to retrieve a salad spinner. So basically, she just went over. They obviously have a relationship. I've had a relationship. <laughs> he, like, asked to borrow this salad spinner or whatever. So she goes over there. And she alleges that he forced himself on her, groped her breasts, and attempted to kiss her. She says that she was demeaned by... Oh, she was demeaned by Syl for wearing tank, a tank top and shorts, and she was just asking for it. Um, I'm going to comment on the latter and say nobody's ever asking for it when doesn't matter like what they're wearing. I feel like that's a third-party perception. That's not something that women get up and they don't get up in the morning and say, I'm going to wear this skirt and this shirt because I'm asking for attention or I'm asking for sexual intercourse or I'm asking for anything that is um, counter to something being positive. I'm not going to say that all women are like that, but I don't think, generally speaking, that women wake up and say, I'm going to put this on, um, and and I'm asking to be um, sexually accosted and harassed. Um, but the other thing is, I feel like anytime some, a man demeans a woman for her dress, it is typically... Um, it is typically like a victim blaming situation like oh well because you did xyz you deserve this or you know um you call this on yourself so it's just a part of that patriarchal system that we have in america it's just another way that women are being um i guess um like they're being deterred from speaking up and it's just something that we have to ignore in order to stand up for one another's rights. 
Okay, so Miguel, yes. So Miguel, what did Miguel do? So I did not know Miguel did March anything. March 2016, Miguel was um, allegedly, well, he allegedly assaulted a University of New Mexico student named, I'm going to say it, Zian Base, but it's spelled X-I-A-N if you want to look that up. She asked him for to take a selfie, so she just wanted to take a picture with him. Um, they took the picture, then he reached out her, her top and pulled mm-hmm. out her breast and then kind of like made fun of her as her her I guess her breast was like out flopping or whatever. What? So that she <laughs> right. This incident happened in March 2016, so that's very recent. Right. So, do you think he should be removed from your promotional playlist? I'm I'm, a, to, I'm <laughs> We just played some we like just played some Miguel. No, I do. We not. did just play no. some Miguel. Yeah, no. I, Really, really like my. I, I have yeah. this album as so, an artist. So as an artist, but young, I will seriously dead like anybody who deserves right, it. So same. I'm just confused because what bothers me is obviously we can't watch everything. We we don't catch every news story, mm-hmm. but I did not know that was a story. Right, me either. Like I mean, I've heard about like recent things with our you know beloved mm. Trey songs, but and stuff like that. But I so he's not beloved to me anymore. <laughs> right? Okay, so he's not beloved. But like I didn't usually when you don't know these are real people. You don't right. know that there are these darknesses in them. Because yeah. where in his mind was it appropriate to first of all. That's harassment. That's molestation because you grabbed mm-hmm. a part of her body and then you exposed it. So I don't even. I didn't even hear the story. Yeah, I didn't either. So yeah, no. But sometimes they silence these things, or it doesn't get as much oh attention if it, you know, doesn't affect. You know, we, you know, privilege right. is, there's a privilege in being a man. So, you know, sometimes the women, are, rich women, are, right. And women have been silenced. And I think the thing about a lot of these stories coming out is thankful to social media, where is that you can get a strong backing as a woman and be like, this happened to me. And you get the Me Too movement to follow you and you get that support from women. Whereas if you were the women who didn't have social media, the women who were assaulted by Bill Cosby or Harvey Weinstein, those women just like had to shut up and put up with it because it was like, I could tell one person and that one person would be like well shush shush girl you don't need to say nothing like that's just how it is think of your career think of your career right and it's like you know these women this is how they eat they live and so they some of them have like made those mistakes um but i'm thankful for social media these women have the courage to speak out against these men and we are learning about these situations but i'm like with you rena mocha i'm really okay to mute anybody who is willing to you know Sorry, I'm you disrespected. Yeah, I mean, I well, I will have to look <laughs> into the anybody. story. No, I just, <laughs> you gotta you gotta look into the story. No, my thing is, I'm, I I am very adamant about believing women. Women, period. yeah. I, I mean, I don't even want to get into it, but I am very like there is no gray area for me. If mm-hmm. a young girl, if a young lady, if a woman says something happened to her. I don't pause to believe it. And I, y'all can take your less than 1% mm-hmm. of false allegations mm-hmm. and you can bottle it up and you can save it for a rainy day. Yeah. And that's the nice way I'm going to say it. But, like, you are kidding me. If you think I'm going to sit here and not believe a woman who comes out to say, to open her mouth and just tell her friend, tell her mama, tell someone close to her that something happened to her. Mm-hmm. And the way that this country and the way that people treat women when they want to say something that has right. happened to them, and then they're like, well, let's bad check, or, oh, are you serious? Boo, that is something you need to figure out. Right. Now I have nothing to do about that little girl or that woman who's saying that happened to her. It happened to her, okay? So, like, I just... I can't. It like really irks my nerves. It's not a gray area for me, like with it for women, because I believe all of y'all. 
so they can all get muted. I believe all y'all. Um, I okay. So we know about the fabulous situation where he physically abused Emily B. You crazy, um, right? But they were also <laughs> spotted together at Coachella recently. She crazy so too. Even if she like condones the behavior, how do you feel about that? Do we? Do you forgive? the music artist or the person if the person is condoning the situation afterwards like how do you feel about that I don't think you condone it I think I have not forgiven Fabulous for it I have side-eyed Emily B but for going back to the R. Kelly thing I don't know the control that he has over her for her to you know file those charges get your two front teeth knocked out we saw the video with her father and her yelling at him and they clearly had an altercation and he clearly threatened and made a threat to her and her father so there's clearly something that is going on that has gone on in that situation and for her to go back it's almost like like I I support you sis like I support you but I also am rolling my eyes at you like you know but I do understand that there that's a mental thing right. that that's a mental state I don't know what he has control over her you know they've been together for some time you know we 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 got introduced to them through love and hip hop where he was very disrespectful you know through that situation um he had slept with Kimbella all kinds of things so I personally, you know, I'm not the hugest Fabulous fan. It wouldn't hurt me to cancel Fabulous out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I side-eye her, but I support her. Um, I pray for her, you know, but if th- that clearly definitely happened. You know, she ain't smiling with two front teeth, but she's standing next to him and, and in a courtroom with the judge going to say, like, like, well, you can still be pers- prosecuted right. by yeah, the I mean, state, yeah. regardless of if your if the victim goes back or if they somehow does not um, show up to testify or anything like that. Like the state will still prosecute you yeah, for your can, misconduct. They're, they're going to prosecute you, but yeah. the supporting evidence is going to be light if you don't testify. If the victim don't testify, well, that's that the way video was supporting evidence. It was very video. obvious. Well, he didn't punch her in the video. He was. They were well, yelling in the video. Well, he also like lunged at her at one point. Like he like just kind of threw himself at her as if he was going to hit her. So depending on what state that is, I guess New York City um, the or New Jersey, because they live in New Jersey, um, the battery and assault charges still may apply. It might. I, um, I'm just going to say, because when if you have ever read literature or just talked to individuals who, have, who are like survivors of domestic violence and stuff like that, they will tell you it's I mean it's just a space that if you've not been in it how are you going to fathom it right right you know what I mean you just don't know there are plenty of women who who will stand by their abusers um they're still standing by them and they it's going to take them coming out of that situation themselves it's not easy and I just don't think it's a I don't think that is a cut and dry space for people right and I I don't like I don't know how to say else to say it Um, like I've never experienced that but I just believe that women women and men because there are men who are in situations like that and manipulative situations but I just think if you've never experienced it that's not your perspective it's not you're not able to really understand what it's like to feel that way, and there's a there's a cyclical nature to this. It is a it's whether the abuser knows they're doing it or if they do. It is just I mean, people really will have you thinking that you you are deserve crazy. it, right? Yeah, or that you're crazy, right. like you that you're imagining. Call that gaslighting. It's called gaslighting right. that you don't know what's happening to you and you are feeling it and. 
it, it doesn't even have to be as extreme as gaslighting, but like everyone has been controlled by somebody. Right. You're kidding yourself if you don't think someone's controlled you. I mean, your parents controlled you. That's how they got your ass to stop being bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, you stopped. Yes. <laughs> and so like you've been under a situation where you've been controlled. So imagine that on an emotional level. Oh, I, a it, sexual level. A sexual level. You know what I mean? Like intimacy and something that you might have seen. There are generations of people who have seen women get like cult clocked by a man. Yeah. And period. Yeah. And you yeah. saw that growing. Clearly that's where these people come from. That's where these abusers come from. They've seen it. They've been subjected to it themselves. Yeah. Right. So I don't, I try not to blame, I try not to place too much blame. I really do because it's just a very cyclical, cyclical situation that like, like you said, like you pray that these people can right, be out okay. The thing I thought was interesting is, did you see how the males rally behind him? Like T.I. was like rallying behind him. I'm sure T.I. rallied behind him. And I was like, look at y'all. These are the guys who are on the front row if anything happens. Black Lives Matter. They're ready to support it. But when it comes to a woman, y'all are not as quick to support a woman. Like the internet went in on the game because like, hold your head, Fab. Women always out here, da da da, and I'm like, bro, like, what the hell are you? Are you really out here saying like, like you you want? Oh, he gonna be all right? Like, are you serious? It's, and what, it's protected self interest, right? And what's truly damaging is even though like these black men come to the um, forefront for these other black men who are either abusing our women or out here doing things, breaking the law or doing things that are damaging to our community as a whole, they will still turn around and say, hey, black woman, you need to support me. And that's another issue. Like, you want us to support you while you are being dismissive of us in in public. You're not standing up, you know, for our rights, being physically abusive against us, or you're sexually um, harassing us, whether it be in your music, you're talking about sexually harassing. Those, Those are like some of those are like real testimonies um they and are. then on top of that you're doing it you know behind closed doors so on top so you have to kind of think about it black men out there who are listening um tell a friend that you cannot be out here fucking around fucking over the black woman then asking us to be there for you at the forefront protesting and having your back because we aren't gonna get tired of that shit at least i am right i mean amen Look, I can mute all of them. Yeah. I, mute, I muted T.I. Because I didn't think... I ain't going to say There's it, but I think... Wrong I with T. I, something is wrong. Something's something very wrong with him. And his, all his big words. Like, well, like, I, I watched the show and I saw how them? he controlled, like, Tiny. Like, just controlled her and was very disrespectful to her. Like, you made your first million dollars with me or you weren't supposed to be disrespectful to me. And I mean, you done cheated on this lady forever. And, like... You just you have daughters. Like, what is your like? He doesn't care. He doesn't. And tiny and tiny has done things to still try to preserve. Like, I have never done anything to you. And girl, if you did, you were in you. right. You were well within yeah, your you right. You know what I mean? But like, even that, her whole persona, she still tries to be like. I like I'm still ride or die. You don't have to be ride or die. Khalees was quiet too, and Honey. we didn't even know that she was getting like right on the low. I mean, yeah, we can but go before on. we go there, because I yes. do have Nas on the list. Um, I will say that. Um, 
that a lot of times as women, we try to put ourselves on this pedestal that society has placed us. Like our family has raised us to be um, good, you know, Christian women or at least stand up women. And they don't do a lot of um, they don't raise their sons to be the same. And so we feel obligated in public and even in private to um, continue up with this or continue this persona like we have to be good and we have to be wholesome and we have to be ride or die like um I like when Michelle said to Tracy Ellis Ross that Michelle Obama that is um that's the only Michelle uh, oh my gosh I like Destiny's Child Michelle sure I so, do um, okay. and so when she <laughs> said to Tracy Ellis Ross she was just like you know men been fell up forever like men will do shit that's fucked up whether it be illegal or illegal but it'll be like damaging to our community and they fell up like they're still very successful men but as women like we're so afraid to do anything because we're afraid of the consequences or what somebody's going to think about us or you know how how is our family you know what is our family going to think about us and so we're so worried about all these different things that but what we need to know is that we can fell up also and be successful so I encourage everyone to push the envelope on the note Right. Moving on. So Nas, um, I like that Khalees finally came out and said, you know, Nas has been abusing her for years. Um, there was a point where she was like, some of the things were provoked and some of the things were unprovoked. And the interviewer asked her, like, are you saying that they were provoked at times because you're trying to preserve, you know, the Nas brand or you're trying to make him seem like less of a monster? Like, why are you saying that? And she was like, well, I'm very confrontational this and that mm-hmm. um, I feel like it doesn't matter if you are a very confrontational woman I think that you should be confronting your man it, it doesn't have to be in a physical way but I think that women should ask more questions they should definitely definitely question their significant others yep. and what they're doing their conduct inside and outside the, ho- the home yep. um, because at the end of the day they have to protect themselves but what do you think about her comment about being unprovoked and the claims against um Nas where he was abusing her whether unprovoked or provoked I didn't get an opportunity to watch the whole interview um I definitely you know one of my homegirls watched it and she was like girl you need to listen to this basically Nas ain't shit um I don't I definitely agree that um there's you know provoking a man like asking him questions is not provoking now if it was physical of course still no reason for you to put your hands on a woman you know you definitely leave the situation um but for a woman, you know, we take responsibility and and not being physical as as well. So I mean, I don't I don't condone phys- being physical in a relationship. Period, man or woman, um, it should never get to that point. But that's just you know two responsible people deciding that we need a cooling off period and being able to exit the situation. Like um, as far as canceling Nas, again, I'm good with putting them all <laughs> in a bag and bundling them all up. And and, and definitely canceling them. Nas isn't someone to me right now who is relevant enough. Um, I really don't listen to Nas, so technically I guess he's canceled. I don't know. (laughs) I don't listen to Nas daily, but what what are your thoughts, Raina Mocha? Um, For me, I mean, again, I'm just going to be very consistent. I... I'm sorry that Khalees had to endure that. I love Khalees. I think she's such a fun weirdo. And I, it, it makes me sad that that's what she had to endure. 
And I also don't like when people like harp on like, but they were so strong. Like, no, she's a person. Like everyone's a person dealing in these situations. And so, hello, like there's there's a very human element to all of us. Like that's what we are. So don't be surprised when you don't need to be surprised at all. Like we should just stop being surprised. And what we should start doing is realizing that it is more than likely someone's story. And the way you combat that is by putting these people on blast and handling it accordingly. Mm-hmm. Now, now I'm talking about the majority of men who, I'm not talking about all y'all, but I'm talking about people and I'm talking about men who are trying to protect this narrative. Like the, the men like T.I., people coming to the, the, the defense of these abusers. There's a reason why they do that. That's not just happenstance. Well, because he's probably doing it too. Exactly, but if you're in power... Why, why would you relinquish that to anyone? Like, I'm not going to knock it. I'm not, like, I'm, it's like, not that I don't get the way patriarch works. Like, we, mm-hmm. we done peeped your shit a long time ago. Right. So I know what y'all are doing. I'm just saying that we, as women and people in this country, we are trying to bring, we're trying to get more allies, you know, so that this can stop, so that we can stop y'all. I still think a lot of y'all are in the the minority who are doing this to women and to and to young boys and boys in general. But like, you know, yeah, doing this so you can create like men like yourself. I still think y'all are in the minority, but we are rising up against it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, I'm just like. Again, someone that we vilified, like Nas was this, Nas was Nas was that. Like people, I've listened to him my entire life. My brother like loves Nas, but like I'm sure he didn't know that about him. Right. You know what I mean? Why would we know these personal things behind someone's closed doors? But Khalees was dealing with that, and she stayed quiet so that she could spend time and keep her child near her. Why? Why you know add stuff to a fire when this man is coming for you? When you just want to be and protect it? She said, "I'm gonna do anything." to protect my child so if right. it means putting on a facade for y'all I don't care about y'all Khalees has been quiet for a very long very time for a reason right. so I'm just like you know bump I them know. it's protecting your child staying in this situation I very much disagree with that because she had her own money so it wasn't like she was like financial like in financial straits or something True. that's not an issue I think when you keep a child in a tumultuous volatile situation as such I don't think that that's a healthy environment for the child and for his upbringing so I kind of don't align with the preservation reason um, the other thing I wanted to bring up but was didn't she leave she was she they, eventually left but she said that also when if you listen to the um, interview she also said that when Rihanna came out and or when the right. pictures Saw came that. out, her eyes were black too. Rihanna was bruised and blackened, and she said she looked at Nas, and Nas looked at her and was like, "Well, are you gonna say something? Like, here's your moment. If you're gonna say something, here's your moment, and you have permission to do so." I think that's the other point that um, we need to be aware of is that when other women are rising and they're saying, "Hey, this happened to me," hashtag Me Too, mm-hmm. that we're giving permission for the next woman to say hey this has also happened to me and that's when we begin to overcome this patriarchal yes. system and society we have to like give each other permission to be 
who they to first of all to own your narrative and your storyline, but then also to overcome it with um, unity and uni- by unifying with other women. Right, but we don't know why she stayed. Similarly, why we don't know why you know Fab's girlfriend is staying. Said. So I mean, right, but, but I'm just saying. But so Rihanna, we don't. But Rihanna was Rihanna's was exposed. That was right, a no, he, yeah, Rihanna's was right. she was went exposed. to the hospital. Right, right. but Khalees could have been out the, under the same distress but then she as a woman came. in like you know a situation under you know, some type of, you know, she loved him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not to say that it was okay, but I can't sit here and judge her and be like, well, you should have left oh, immediately. Oh, we're not judging her. Like, yeah. we're just saying that, I'm just saying, I'm not judging Khalees. She's one of my favorite artists or whatever. So, like, I'm not judging, I wouldn't judge any woman if I knew her or not. But what I'm saying is, if you're saying, like, oh, well, I say because I want to preserve this environment, I'm saying, like, okay, you have a valid reason. However, that's not preserving a good, healthy environment for your child. Right. That's yeah. all, that's all I'm saying. I'm not judging any woman at all. No, I, mean, I, I got. I just you. wanted to make sure that wasn't taken out of context. Uh, of course, right, right, right. She, at one point, at some point, she did gather her bags and walk away. Yeah, right. exactly. And good for her. Definitely good for her. So um, the other question that that was just on, um, I think it was on NBC Universal. It's like all these men who have suffered um, through, or not even suffered, but have been, you know. Um, have been allegedly um, sexually abusing their staff members or women in the industry like David Letterman, Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, etc. Um, if these if these artists or these um, industry big industry players are even suffering any consequences behind their actions, and um, so the first question is, are they? And then two, if not, what should we do? I mean, I'm not. I'm pretty sure they are. There wouldn't be a story if there wasn't. There, there are women suffering at the hands of these men. Um, as far as what should we do? No, I, are they? Are the men suffering any oh, consequences for their well, sexual obviously misconduct? Not. Apparently, Harvey Weinstein was. Um, but of course, that has quieted down. I definitely think that Bill Cosby was a distraction to that. But that's yeah. just my opinion. Um, Right. Uh, That's just my opinion. Um, So, what actions are they taking against him? I don't know. But they've stripped Bill Cosby of everything. So, I think they should follow suit with everyone else. Drag them all. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're going to get into the mixed bag segment. Um, We're going to call this Fashion Forward for Miladies and Men Folk. So, Shopping out of season is a must. Like we're gonna, we're just gonna talk about shopping right now, and specifically talking about thrifting because it's one of my favorite pastimes and favorite active times <laughs> things to do. Um, so I wanted to just, I think people have a very, I think people are kind of scared when it comes to to thrifting and don't really understand like what the dynamics of thrifting and how easy it is. So let's just talk some things. Thrifting cuts down on price and panic later when you need like a dress or shirt, a bottom, a shoe, anything. So shopping out of season and thrifting it is really important because you you will be it'll be the summertime. All of a sudden you have like some type of social or something to be at in the fall. And there goes that like nice pleated mustard yellow like skirt that you were like, this is exactly what I wanted to pair with these (laughs) shoes. It's there. It's already there. Okay. But this is because you thought ahead and you shopped before the season. Okay. So 
You need to remember, you need to think ahead and you need to think classic pieces. By classic, I mean things that you're not necessarily dating. Um, they could be like a t- specific time period, but they don't need to be, like we're not doing um, like lower, you know, like the waist belts anymore. That has to be very specifically placed for that to matter. It's not 1999 anymore. It's not the early 2000s. So with that being said, trends last just a hot minute. So you really shouldn't invest a ton of your money unless it's in a piece that you can rework. And I'll talk about that later. I want to just go over some basic uh, terminology. A fit is your look. And I think, and I'm just saying this because I'm not trying to say that people don't know this, but like <laughs> if you, your fit, like people be like, oh, I like your fit, your outfit. So I like what you look like. Right. That's what that means. Okay. And there's obviously nothing wrong with buying off the rack. Like I'm not saying this for people who love what they're wearing. They, you know, I, I'm loyal to guests or I'm loyal to this or that. That's fine. That's how the industry works. They want you to be loyal to them and they make it very easy for you to do that. They, that's why they come out with the season, the seasonal looks so that you see something, you're like, oh, I want that. I think that'll be look good on me. I'm going to go get it. So the people I'm talking to are those who want to, they, they like their style and they put a lot of time into their style or really not even a lot of time. They just, you know, your day-to-day wear can be whatever, but when you're when you're stepping out, what do you look like? Do you look like something off the rack? Or are you just wanting what you're wearing to represent who you are? And most importantly, how you're feeling mm-hmm. that morning. Okay? That's definitely true. So I just love to thrift, and I cannot tell you how much um, I love to do it because you will never look at me and know what I'm wearing. You're just never going to know. Like, you have no idea how my outfit is pieced together. And that is me tooting my own horn, but it's because I want people to be able to feel that way in their clothes. Right. Like this was free ninety nine or two dollars, and it's and this it's or that, you know. So the pros: it saves you money so that you can drop coins on something else you've been eyeing. Like when you thrift, it allows you to buy a shirt or a bottom or a shoe or just any type of accessory that in that so you can save that money and put it somewhere else like you know girls like shiny things like I want pretty shiny stuff so if I save in the department of buying my you know workwear then I can buy a really nice pair of slacks or I can buy that really really nice dress so all your pieces don't need I don't know how y'all are not going broke out here just buying everything out of a store at full price. I don't understand that. So anyway, the secret to thrifting, I'm going to share this. When you go thrift, you need to like already have in mind like what you want. So you need to be like today. So right now Gwen is wearing this really cute um, denim like jacket. Now you can find that in a thrift store and it they can look just like that. Did you add the pins? I did add the pins. Okay, so that's a whole other thing we'll get into. Um, we right now we have uh, our lovely Nikki Panache. What's I'm up? in loungewear, so she's in loungewear, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's strategic because it's cute and is it is it not cute? Yeah, it's a she's got a mix match print it's just going a on. Little jersey shirt and some print pants. Some of y'all don't even know what jersey looks like, and that's fine. I'm just going to tell you, it's two different prints, and it looks great. But what I'm saying is, like, they could have easily, either y'all could have easily went into a thrift store and be like, today, I'm going to go, I want some, like, I want a casual bottom, mm-hmm. and I want a denim jean, and I specifically want it to be this wash. 
go and think of what you want and do not get distracted by that whole room just don't just go to what you're looking for it it will be there for you it's just like being able to speak things into existence if you were looking for that blazer girl it is there for you um you have elevated your thrift style and your thrifting experience once you stop looking for labels and when you start looking and selecting your clothes based off of your fabric the quality the look and most specifically the fit on you Mm -hmm. okay everything is not made for everybody so stop trying to that's what i'm saying like with trends and stores and stuff like that like low waist but that does not look right on me. If you have, like, it just doesn't yeah. work on yeah, everyone. And if you want to go with the trends, you just, that's what you're going to look like. But that's why we can look back and be like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what was I wearing? What was I thinking? What yes. was I thinking? It's because that wasn't for you. So switching it over and getting you all's perspective, my two questions. My first one is, um, how would you describe how you have crafted your personal style? Well, uh, of course, for me, I believe style is personal. Uh, If I had to put a label on my style, I would definitely start with the word comfort. Uh, I like to be Mm -hmm. comfortable in what I'm wearing, meaning for me, if I'm comfortable, I'm going to wear it well. Like it's going to fit my body and it's going to flow well. I'm going to walk in it well. And it's just going to, because you can tell when somebody's uncomfortable in what they're wearing. So uh, I also will say my style is... Um, you know how they say the term get you somebody that can do both I definitely like uh, I like a good sneaker Um, you know I'm a true tomboy at heart and that's a part of my comfort but I will dress a pair of nice like um, they're not sweatpants I forgot what they call them joggers joggers I'll dress a nice good pair of joggers up with a jersey shirt make it long or whatever Um, make it like you know a little bit over oversized but still like together Um, and then I'll like you know uh, it's getting hot and I like to wear a lot of black so I definitely have a lot of bralettes ready to go (laughs) with some high-waisted pants and a nice like good jeans jacket that's probably gonna be oversized so I can get some air in there so I would definitely say my style is like a little tomboyish but very comfortable very comfortable for me Thank you, Panache. Um, so my style is more so, it's just feminine. I like to, um, very feminine, very girly. I love the color pink. Um, I have tons of dresses. Like, if I go Back. to the store, I'm looking for a dress. I'm not looking for jeans or a top or anything. Um, I like ruffles. <laughs> I like shiny, glittery things. So a nice little ring. I'm not really a jewelry person, but like... You know, crystals, um, a ring, you know, one or two. Like, I don't over-accessorize. I like to keep it simple. Um, And I love heels. I have, like, five-inch heels, and I don't really do kitty heels. But I'm looking to buy more shoes this summer (laughs) (laughs) that are, like, multicolored and pretty and glittery. Okay. I want y'all all to know that they are seriously describing themselves to a T. Yeah, that's exactly what y'all look like. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if you see the three of us lined up, like, I promise that's exactly what we look like. Um, For me, I like really classic pieces. Like, I don't don't wear a lot of big jewelry because I I physically can't. Like, I feel like there's a giant, like, tin chains on my neck or something like that. But I like pieces that pop so like I like to walk in a room and I like you to see me because I like what I'm wearing Mm -hmm. and I like pick really my colors really well um I would say I like to go in between 
like um, masculine and feminine like styles. Yeah. Like I will wear like something all the way up to like my neck and or like a high waist mm-hmm. and I'll either put a heel with it or you might see me in like some drivers or just like a, like an androgynous or like unisex. It's, thing, yeah, it's just, it, it's yes. Like I Janelle think. Monae. Who like I'm actually like in love with? Yeah, I love her. I love her. But yeah, like love her. Very, very much like that. Like and just, or I can just be super fit. And I just really, I've always liked doing that. I just Mm. really, really have. So I think that's more of my style. But you like your pop of color too. I love a pop of color. Mm. But seriously, if y'all see the three of us, that's exactly what we look like. And it's I think it's really important to know that your your style really matches your personality. Yeah. And um, Gwen said something really important. You need to feel comfortable in what you're wearing because you mm. can you and we can all tell that you're not comfortable. Right. Men included. Some of y'all just that wasn't your color, that wasn't your <laughs> fabric, like you wanted to try it out, but maybe you should have done it like somewhere else yeah you know maybe not the work environment and maybe not at your like cousin's christening that wasn't the place okay my next question for y'all um y'all have both thrifted before right yes okay what's your favorite thrifted item um so my favorite thrifted item is this um it's a drape a drapey uh flowy dress it comes like mid-thigh so it's short and it's by Topshop, and it's hunter green. I've worn it about three times. I like to put hot pink, yeah, for yes. my birthday. Oh I like to put those these high, like five inch hot pink heels with them um, because I love color contrast and um, pattern mixing. But my and my thighs, <laughs> my my thighs and my calves look good. So it's like the higher the heel, the better the leg. So. Um, that is my favorite thrifted out. And I got that from yeah. Buffalo Exchange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Buffalo Exchange is definitely my go-to. Um, I'm going to go back and forth. I don't know. My favorite thrift item, I do have a pair of low-rise pants, and I like them because when I pair them with a good, like, you know, not a crop top, but it's like a bodysuit, you know, it has like a side, good side boob. You can see a good, like, little, maybe low side cheek because of how low it comes down. Um, so for me, it gives me a, like, a saggy pants look, but very still, like, sexy, you know, because it shows a little, but not too much. That is probably my favorite thrifted item. Um, I do have a thrift secret. I don't know if I should tell it because, you know, it's like... No, sure. Like, people would know, like, where I get my... um, So, all of my jerseys, like, if you... Like, I have, like, a few, like, oversized jerseys, a few of my, like, basketball jerseys that show a nice little side boob, like... I thrift all of those. I refuse to pay full price for those expensive ass jerseys. Like, I have quite a few, like, all of my baseball jerseys are thrifted, like... That's what's up. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what I'm telling y'all. Some of people's best pieces, and I have seen them in all of this, okay, um, are are thrifted. And it's like you you find a gem and you're just like, you just can't wait for somebody to compliment because you know. Honey. You know you got that on the low. You know the thread count is right. <laughs> right. And you know you look good in it. So, I just, I really encourage people to get out there and do that. So, 
Um, okay, so that that's pretty much it. Um, I just oh, the last thing I want to wrap up with that is where you all can go. Like we're in Charlotte, we're in the QC. So to all of our local people, some great places you can go. Close Mentor um, for women has everything you could be looking for. There's two locations here. Buffalo Exchange is a fantastic place. That's where you're mm-hmm. gonna find more hand selected pieces. Um, it's a fantastic place. Salvation Armies and your Goodwills and events like Sip and Swaps are where you can just, you know, Mm -hmm. find some friends and exchange your clothes. So that's going to end up our mixed bag segment. May the thrift be with you. Yes, in your favor. We'll be right (laughs) back. Hey, everyone. We are back real quick with the Community Connect segment. So I just want to tell y'all about a couple things that are happening around the way. So coming up for Memorial Day weekend um, on Saturday, the 26th of May, um, there's the hashtag King Day um, King Day Party. Um, you can get tickets for this on Eventbrite, and it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be at um, Vault here in Charlotte from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. And again, you can get your tickets on Eventbrite. There's also a Naturally Me Expo, which looks like it's going to be a mixture of a lot of things. We're talking hair, um, makeup, all kinds of stuff dealing with just positive body image for women. That's going to be on the 26th of May as well. You can get tickets for that on Eventbrite and you can visit their Facebook page. Uh, A concert coming this way. Big Boy is going to be in town on the 30th of May. You can also um, get your tickets for his show on Eventbrite. And, you know, always going to have like a food aspect. There is this new um, bubble tea restaurant store um, mm-hmm. in it's in South Charlotte in the Arboretum mm-hmm. off of Providence Road and it's called Kung Fu Bubble Tea and it opened this week um, I was a co-worker put me on to it a lot of people like bubble tea um, so if you've never had it, it typically has uh, tapioca balls on the bottom of okay. the of the drink and it's like this smoothie it's delicious but it doesn't really have the texture of a smoothie per se mm-hmm. yes and no if you've never had it you should go and, and check it out because they have all kinds of flavors avocado mango taro or taro however you say it um you can control like the sugar levels in it it's just very very tasty mm-hmm. and it's a tea it's a it's a tea company company mm-hmm. so it's called kung fu kung fu tea and it's um in the arboretum do y'all have any um things that you know of that are happening in the city that you want to share um, I was just going to say that Harvey Cummings is returning back to Ritz-Carlton. Um, I'm not sure if that's a Thursday or a Friday. I believe it's a Thursday. And it is always lit when he does. So I will be at the Ritz um, from time to time. Um, As far as food goes, I don't know. Maybe I'm probably owed to this and everybody's like, like, or I'm new to this and everybody's owed to it. I discovered, uh, I think it's called, is it Pope Bowl? The um, never heard. Never heard y'all, of it. it was so amazing. First of all, I heard about it from Eat Work Play. I literally like saw a picture on Eat Work Play, and I went in there and I was like, "Y'all, look! 
I want this. <laughs> and it was like, they have like $3 tacos on Thursday, I mean on Tuesday, and you get like, um, it's a Hawaiian inspired, almost like sushi. Oh, like ahi poke. Uh, yeah, like that. Oh. But it was so good, y'all. They had like these deep fried, like spicy crab balls that you dipped in avocado. Like, it was love. It was like two things that I really love, which is taco and sushi, and it was kind of combined. So, Sounds good. It was super good. No, I believe you. Like, I can't wait to go back. You're so. a foodie. Yeah, girl. We I all like to eat. eat over here. I love to eat. Okay, cool. That will um, that will wrap up the Community Connect. Have a great time out there. And this episode. So, episode six in the books. We yeah. got into some stuff. We did get into some stuff. A little fun. bit of tings or whatever. <laughs> 